Boom! What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Tim King Show. As always, your boy TK in the house. And if you're watching live, you can tell I'm not alone. I got the face that runs the fantasy space around here. Streets, what's good, bro? Welcome back to the TK Show. How you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. And actually, I like this. See, this is this is I get to kick back a little bit, put my feet up, just relax. I don't have to control all this shit like it's a NASA freaking control boot. <laughs> the, roles, the roles are reversed. It, uh, you know, if you watch what we did last year, if you watch what we did on Roto Slappers or Floor Slappers or the Wrestling Index, whatever we were recording at the time, you know, I was always hosting and Streets was on the other side. Streets is doing his thing with Roto Slappers now, man. Like I said uh, on Saturday, I'm so proud of Streets. And look at us. We're jacks of all trade. This is the third show we're doing together. It was a fantasy football show. We got streets on a little wrestling show. And now we are here to do our 2023 MLB prediction show. The season is just two days away, just about 36 hours from now. I'm very excited as a White Sox fan. Last year was the most disappointing baseball season of streets and and mine of our lives. It was awful. We had World Series expectations and we had our manager falling asleep in the dugout. <laughs> um, so, streets, like, what's your excitement level going into this MLB season right now, man? It, between a zero and a 10, 10 being the most exciting, I'm probably at a 15 at this point, I'd say. Okay. All right. That's, yeah, you're that's right. probably my guess. Yeah, the White Sox are one. I don't have to deal with, I think, 2020. Man, there was just so much helium in the White Sox, right? It was so, it was so fun being a Sox fan. And then Tony gets hired and you're like, ah. nobody liked it when it happened. And they said, okay, that his first year, which turns out to be, looks like just a crap ton of luck now with all the injuries and stuff they had. But anyways, he just sucked all the life right out of me as a White Sox fan. So I'm, I'm glad and hopefully they're healthy this year and excited for that. And I'm also excited for baseball in general because good Lord, I'm ready for some fantasy baseball too. So <laughs> I was just gonna say, man, you and Big Texas Blake, you guys have been killing Roto Slappers fantasy baseball every Wednesday night. Their final show, I'll actually I'll be on it tomorrow night. We're doing a live draft of another uh points league, right? Not had to have another points league draft. This is this will be points again, but this is it. Final one. Yeah, so we got a, we got a live draft. It'll be right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So that'll be that'll be exciting. I know you guys like the last one. We'll be doing that again. That'll be a lot of fun. It'll be Streets, Blake, and myself. But yeah, go back and on BloodlineNetwork.com, everything that Streets has done so far, as far as the Roto Slappers go, fantasy baseball rankings on there. He has all of his tiers on there as well. So if you need if you need rankings going into your draft, I mean. Um, he's got his catcher positions, first base, second, third, shortstop. He's got one through 60 starting pitchers on there. I mean, this dude has done his thing. He's put in the work. He's put in the research. So get on the website, bloodlinenetwork.com, and check out what Streets has done. Just really, really awesome, awesome stuff there. And get on the YouTube Bloodline Entertainment Network and, and watch Roto Slappers. They will be moving going forward. Roto Slappers Baseball will be moving from Wednesday nights to Monday nights going forward. So Mondays, 8, 8.30 Central Standard Time. You'll see streets in big Texas previewing the week, um, breaking down the past week and uh, talking all things baseball, kind of what we're here for yep. tonight. And streets really quick what I wanted to do because the offseason was wild as hell, man. Um, 
And we always forget, you know, we're two days again, we're two days away from the regular season starting. So we forget all of the wildness that, that happened this past offseason. So if you don't mind, <clears throat> I'm just gonna do a quick rundown of, of what happened and then we'll ask you what what you thought the biggest impact was and we'll go from there. Cool. Just like the no, this is perfect because just like the waiver wire show. Um I'm gonna do this while you do your Chris Berman, probably of the MLB. Uh, free agency recap. So go for it. Yeah, I figured it, it might be kind of reminiscent of that for sure. But all right, man. So we got former MVP Jose Abreu, our Jose Abreu, going and signing a deal with those sons of bitches, those Houston Astros, 111 wins. They win the World Series or 106 wins. They win the World Series and then they go and get Jose Abreu. Come on, man. Like life is just unfair sometimes, dude. So Jose Abreu goes over to the the Rangers. Or I'm so sorry, it's the Houston Astros. The Rangers, Jacob DeGrom. I mean, whew, damn, Jacob DeGrom to the Rangers. The Rangers be shelling out cash, dude. They had Marcus Simeon last year. They had Corey Seager last year. Now they add Jacob DeGrom as the ace of that rotation. We'll see if Streets or my or myself, I guess, I'm here, right? <laughs> we'll see if we think that if the Rangers make the playoffs. So the Mets lose DeGrom. What do they do? They go out and they get Justin Verlander and they pay that man. $86 million for JV. So you're going to have Mad Max and JV running things like they did in Detroit long ago. Um, so let's go. Let's see what else we got. We got Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million. Captain America, Captain USA, Mr. Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. Oh, he lost in the finals. It is what it is. But Trey Turner, my God, did he put that team on his back. 11 years, $300 million for the shortstop to the Philadelphia Phillies. What a deal. Aaron Judge returned back to New York. Nine years, $360 million. The Giants and the Yankees were competing for his services. The Padres got in on some action. They went and got uh, Xander Bogarts, 11 years, $288 million. These guys are getting paid this offseason. Paid, paid, paid. Wilson Contreras, country market, Cubs, Cross City. Wilson Contreras is gone, going to the rival Cardinals. Five-year, $87.5 million. I know we are in the city. That one's going to hurt Cubs fans, and that that one does hurt Cubs fans. That one's going to hurt the Cubs. I really think it's going to come back to bite them in the ass, man. That guy's going to be determined to kick their ass for the next five years. He wanted to come back here, and I think they really fucked that one up. But Wilson Contreras to the Cardinals, five years, $87.5 million. Braves go out, they trade for a catcher, they get Sean Murphy, then they trade Wilson Contre or, um, William Contreras to the Brewers, little catcher flip there. Carlos Correa, what a crazy offseason. He agreed at first to a 13-year, $350 million deal with the Giants that went ahead and got Ixnade. He went ahead and got signed to a monster deal with the Mets that went ahead and got Ixnade, and he had to go back to the Twins. Ugh. Sucks for us. Ugh, sucks for us for sure, dude. I thought he was over there with the 7.6 war in San Francisco all the way across the States. And we would, you know, we would deal with him a couple times a year, man. But instead, we're going to have to see. When, I mean, you know, we'll talk about the new rules and everything, the, the new uh, division breakdown and how those games work shortly. So we won't have to see him as much as usual. We won't, we won't get the full 19 games. We'll still have to see him, though. The Yankees. They went out and they got themselves there and maybe an ace. He was our ace. I, I don't know why we didn't re-sign him. Six years, $162 million to Carlos Rodon. That rotation is nasty, dude. Garrett Cole, now you've got Rodon. Nestor Cortez, Luis Severino, man. They even got Frankie Montas there. They got a nasty, 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 nasty road. So there, 
The Cubs did make a move. They went out and got Dansby Swanson, seven years, $177 million. I think he's going to be a great fit for him or for the Cubs and for the city as well. And then the Dodgers, they, they small move. They went and got J.D. Martinez, one year, $10 million. Justin Turner got a two-year, $22 million deal from the Red Sox. So they kind of like made a small trade there. And I think that about wraps it up, my dude. Um, so of all Some those trades, moves, yeah. There was yeah, a couple trades. What else? Uh, so yeah, what else? What else you got in there? Or what were uh, what were the other big moves? This Sean Murphy, now Bray. Yeah. Uh, Wilson's brother goes to Milwaukee, and they do Oakland stockpiles prospects like they do always do. <laughs> you, that was yeah, a pretty well, big one, I think. There. Yeah. Uh I, I don't can't that's top of my head. That's all I remember. So yeah, we'll just that's fine. You recapped it good enough right there. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I had, what else? You should have played so the video, got, man. What, you should have played the video because I, you were so when you were bummed when USA lost. You were like, "What the fuck's the point? If you don't win at all, you're supposed to win it all." Basically, is what you said. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I thought it was like you should have just played the video then. If you ain't first, you're last. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a I'm just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first. <laughs> yeah, and we were last. And this is fucking just how it breaks down, unfortunately. Trey I wasn't Turner trying to get just a big old hairy winning machine at this point, so he is. I wasn't trying to get too emotional. You know, I was I just know. trying to get get the facts out there. And uh, it was. I thought it was, it was good. They, I think it did great. It did what it was supposed to do, and that's to me. That's kind of what the end. That's what the end result was. Players all loved it. Like they all had a good time. Even so many stars are shine. Like got a chance to shine on teams and from around the world at this point that maybe people never heard of or didn't get a good glimpse of and stuff like that. So. Which? All right, so we have the shortstop carousel. So Trey Turner to the Phillies, Dansby Swanson to the Cubs, Xander Bogarts to the Padres, and Carlos Correa went to the tw- to the Giants. He went to the Mets, and then he ultimately stayed with the Twins. So of those moves, what's the biggest impact? It's, it's got to be Trey Turner, right? Yeah, it's Trey Turner. Best player probably available goes to the Phillies. Contract probably won't age well in a few years. I don't know what type of player he is per se for five, six years at that point. Maybe down the road, and then going to be great. But yeah, for the next few years, probably still. I mean, look at him right now. He looks like he's still prime form. So that deal should be great for them for a few, a couple years here. So that's the big one for me. I think Trey was the big get, and they went and got him. Okay. Any fall off for the Mets with Justin Verlander opposed to Jacob Degrom? No, I don't. If Jacob DeGrom, I'm sure they were tired of that charade a little bit, and they couldn't, they were probably, I'm not saying, I shouldn't say tired of it. That's a poor excuse. Let's erase that. I'm sure that they were more concerned about it after the last couple of years of the injury um, and the time off that he missed because of injury at that point. And I think Justin Verlander, sure, he I, he's just like, I, it's the he's the craziest story I've ever heard. At this point, like so old, getting hurt at Tommy John, and just all the stuff that you add into this guy's career at this point, um, that's keep telling a story is just pretty wild. And for what he's doing at his age, is still pretty wild. But I just think that at this point, they were like, Yeah, we need to move on from Jacob DeGrom. It hasn't worked out the last couple of years, it's been a little rocky. Um, Justin Verlander coming right off a of Cy Young award, 
seems to be aging well. So we're going to go and get that. I don't think there's really fault. I think they just replaced DeGrom with someone just as good as DeGrom in a sense. And I think the, I think the Rangers, if he stays healthy, got themselves one hell of a pitcher too. So yeah. Top five pitcher in the game. I'd say, right. It's, it's a lot of shuffling. I don't kind of sucks for DeGrom to, to, Kind of get bounced out of New York like that when New York's trying to build up now and spend all that money and do all this crazy stuff. And Verlander's kind of getting stupid money, if you ask me, for for what it's all going down. But yeah. $87 million. My God. For like a 40-year-old pitcher. Right. Two years. <laughs> two two years. Wow. I know. Crazy. These high AAVs are kind of just insane. But it gets you when – you're, when you're a billionaire owner who – doesn't care that you've lost 150 150 million in profit or that's what you're down like he doesn't care so i think it's easier for him to just say screw it i'll pay this guy 80 million and if he if he sucks i don't at least i don't have to pay him for the next five years so that's that's probably what it is so yeah yeah true for sure all right dude people are getting paid stupid in major league stupid money flying around in major league baseball otani is gonna get just paid paid yeah, no, we'll talk about that. I got something you'll see. Cool, cool, for sure. Let's get into the divisions. And instead of like doing divisions and then our three wild cards, let's just give our playoff teams from the division. Or do you think it would be easier if you want to just do division winner first and then go back and take our three wild cards? How do you want to go about it? I'll let you um, choose. We could do divisions. That's fine. Okay, cool. So AL East, who's your winner in the AL East? Uh, my winner in the AL East is the New York Yankees. Cool. Yeah. Any any particular That's, reason why? Uh for the most part, they stayed packed. They added obviously they added Carlos Renan to that rotation. <laughs> so I know they're kind of banged up right now. And but when they eventually do get Severino and Rodon back, you get Cole, Rodon, Severino, Cortez Jr. And we'll see what Clark Schmidt the darling right now of spring in New York can do, but they just seem to find guys that when they bring up, they're great. And they're not playing around. They're also bringing up the next Derek Jeter and Anthony Volpe <laughs> to the big show at this point. So uh, you got judge still there. You got Stanton still there. They, when you look at some of these guys, like lines, they don't always look so great, but they're all war darling. Like a lot of these guys are just putting up four or five war seasons and stuff. It's crazy on that team, but that's what they are. So to me, they're still the powerhouse. They're still the team to beat in that division. Yeah. Yeah. I too have the Yankees to win. You had a good division there. You got Toronto and you got Tampa Bay. You three teams made the playoffs last year. You have Baltimore, who I believe was uh, above 500 when the season ended last year. And the Red Sox were just right there as well. Killer division, but you know, I'm not trying to sound repetitive here, but I too have the Yankees. I picked the Yankees to go to the World Series the last two seasons. I don't know if I'm going to do it again on the show. We'll see in a little bit. But, yeah, the Yankees are going to win the division for sure. Let's get into a division that's going to be a lot of fun. The AL Central was a pretty weak division last year. Guardians and Twins pretty much dominated. Every time the White Sox got within a game or two, it went right back to four or five pretty goddamn instantly. Um, Streets. Who do you got winning the division this year? You got the Garden Guardians, you got the Twins, you got the White Sox on a bounce Sox. back. Hell I got yeah. the White Sox winning it. I gotta go home. I'm gonna go home a little bit while we're doing this. I have no choice, but they should have won. They're, 
This is the window still open, right? Is that what? I think it, it is. should be. That's yeah. what I'm guessing at this point. But I do like the. I think the fit is there for Andrew Benatendi this year. Oscar Colas will be there on opening day this year. Could be a sleeper rookie of the year pick at this point, considering he gets to start the season day one with them. I'm glad they brought Ellis Andrews back. Who was a big, I know yeah. I hate saying clubhouse guy, but was a big clubhouse guy. And he should be play second base pretty well. Um, and I, I like the defensive fit at second base. I think we're going to see a, with the new rules for the shift, I think a lot of teams drifted to bad sec, bad defensive second baseman. That's that's what they did because you can fade it by bringing the shortstop over, or you could do this and you could put two guys over there and the second baseman's playing right field. So you were able to get away with a lot of bad power hitting second baseman playing second base. So I think this year a guy like Elvis Andrews who moves over with has the range and everything playing second base is going to help out. I think defensively up the middle they should be pretty good. Um, obviously. They need to stay healthy, right? That's always the big thing. But I, if Luis Robert and Eli Jimenez both stay healthy this year, the sky's the limit for them. The rotation's still pretty good. Uh, we hope Kopech takes a step, but I think there's still more left in his tank that we haven't seen yet. I think there's more steps for him to take. I think Giolito bounces back a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if and if both of that happens with Lynn and Cease, yeah, they're, they should be good. Plus, they got a $40 million bullpen, so that should be good, even with Liam Hendricks out with uh, the Hodgkin's lymphoma. But, yeah, so White Sox all the day. Yeah, man, rest up, man. Get healthy soon for sure. I'm with you. Last year I said the White Sox would not win more than 88 games. I just wasn't feeling it, dude. I wasn't feeling TLR going into the season, and I just wasn't feeling the hype. Like, I felt it in 2020. I wasn't feeling it last year. I'm fucking feeling the Pedro Grifal hype, baby. And if you don't know who that is, that's the White Sox new manager. I'm feeling that hype, dude. He brought Charlie Montoya over here with him, dude. There's good experience there in leadership. And they're stern. And like Street said, if, and I mean if, we can stay healthy this season. The sky is the limit. When you look, when you look at the lineup and you got TA and you got Robert, and then you got a good Andrew Benatendi with lefty stick coming up there just for average. We don't need, we don't need power. We got power all around. So you get some nice stick average right there. Good contact. Move the runners over. Eloy, not playing the field this year. Tell me that's not going to make a huge difference, dude. So Eloy stick, give him the DH 35, 40 home runs. Call me crazy. 35, 40 home runs from Eloy this year. Moncada, he should be better. He should be much better. I mean, how couldn't he be better? He was fine with the glove, but, man, that stick was bad last year. How couldn't he be better? Grandal, another guy who should do nothing but be better. You said it, $40 million in the bullpen. I expect a big year from Kendall Graveman until Liam Hendricks comes back for sure. That's starting rotation. Lucas Giolito lost 20 pounds in the offseason. It's a contract year. He wants to get paid, so he's going to be pitching, I think, like the old Lucas Giolito. Dylan Cease, I don't know if he's going to be as good as he was next year, but why? Why can't he? Or as he was last year, but why? Why can't he be? Lance Lynn, he's going to be healthy. He'll be back. Kopech's going to take that next step for sure. I really, really like this team. I mean, I'm a homer. Fuck it. You know, that little a house divided flag behind me. The divided side, that's me, the White Sox fan. The wife's the Cubs fan. I'll go homer with this all day, man. All day, White Sox win this division, and they go over 88 games this year. Amen.
My man. AL West. Who do you got winning the AL West? The Houston Astros. I got to win in the <laughs> AL West. That's pretty easy. Um, they lose Justin Verlander, so obviously there's probably a few questions about the rotation. How do they replace him? Maybe Lance McCullers. He has a muscle strain, but um, he's a possibility when he comes up. And then there's baby Verlander, Blake likes to call him, and Hunter Brown, apparently. So oh, big okay. sleeper there that we've talked about on Roto Slappers at this point. So Hunter Brown makes the rotation now at this point. And they just find guys like Framer Valdez has always been Luis Garcia, Christian Javier. A lot of these guys are just very good pitchers. And obviously the lineup, they add Jose Abreu to already beastly ass lineup. So it is what it is. Altuve will be around for about four months out of this year. Going to miss about two. Probably won't even miss them. Pena, they, they replace Correa with Pena like it's nothing. And then there's some seamless, like all these other teams do this so much better than all of them. Like the teams I root for just have so many problems filling holes when they pull from within their organization that I just hate watching how other teams do it. So freaking easy. Okay. All right. So let's yeah. go. Oh, no, I, I got to pick my bad. Houston Astros for everything street side and the obvious. The division, you got you got the Mariners who made a good run last year. They got it out. They beat Toronto 2 nothing in the in the wild card series, they got swept by the Astros. I mean, the Astros were on fire last year. The Angels will never do anything. The Rangers should be better. And uh, I don't even know who I'm missing. But got, oh, the Oakland A's, obviously, the, is irrelevant as as it gets. So Houston all day for me. The AL wild card streets. Who do you got as your three AL wild card teams? Okay. The first one, you just brought them up. Um just don't think they overtake Houston for the division, but the Seattle Mariners will be the, one of them. Um, Castillo, Ray, Gilbert, Kirby, and that rotation. Awesome. That is a really, really good rotation. And obviously, you got the Julio Rodriguez and MVP candidate and him. They somehow managed to get Teoscar Hernandez, which I still can't figure out why the White Sox weren't in on that, but never mind. But they so they go get Teoscar Hernandez already added that lineup. Um and I think Jared Kalenic takes a step. So yeah, I I like the Mariners this year. Rotation's good. I think the lineup has enough. I think they are definitely going to be one of the three wild card teams. Then it gets fun because my other wild card team is it's got to be the Rays. There's I don't, at this point, right? How do you how do you count the Rays out anymore? Every, every, every year, single every year. year. Yep. <laughs> oh, they and they just piece together so much, right? They trade away like they'll just trade their superstars. With, they're like, well, something's wrong with him. He's going to be good for like a year or something, and then like never trade with the Rays. That's like the the thing, the joke, the inside joke. Cause you're going to lose the trade. They know something that no one else knows. Usually when they make these deals, they have some crazy analytics department. That's just sitting there and they know every thing about every one. So yeah, it's gotta be the Rays. They'll piece together some, obviously uh, Shane and Rasmussen and all these other guys are good pitchers, but they still find guys. That's the opener. They're like the king of the opener. They use openers when they need to. And, all this other stuff. And Wander Franco, I think, takes a step and finishes. I'll say he's not going to be the one when we get to that point. But I think my my bold take is Wander Franco finishes top five in MVP voting. Oh, okay. All right. And okay, then so you got the Mariners in Tampa. I got the Mariners. 
And the Blue Jays are going to be another one. They'll make right. the wild card. Obviously, that lineup is insane. Literally mm-hmm. bananas. They added Dalton Varsho to another an, just another move I can't figure out why we didn't go and make. Um, especially when we needed a backup catcher who can moonlight as a damn outfielder. Would have been perfect for the but the, anyways, we're off topic again. Uh rotation, awesome. Not, you, I think it's I think Jose Barrios uh, Barrios makes a a little bit of a return this year. He won't I don't think he's gonna be as bad as he was last year. And then you got the Manoa Gossman one two punch. They added Bassett too. Let's not forget about that. So I think the Blue Jays would be my second one. And then uh, unfortunately, uh, I hate saying it, but the Guardians are the third. Wait, hold up. So do you have Toronto? So you don't have Tampa Bay making the playoffs because you only get three. Oh, how many? Oh, I said you Seattle. Got Tampa Bay and Tampa- Toronto. Oh, never mind. Okay, that's three. Yeah, that's the three. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I thought cool. I was a shorter team. Okay. All right. No, you're good. So yeah, I so would you got say your- because. Because I, I, I will say this, though, because I do think the Indians are going to give the White Sox a run for their money in that division, and it's going to be close. So I thought it was short. Team. But that's no, going to go down to the wire. But I do think the Sox win it. So I understand because I had seven teams that I was trying to decipher between as well, including the Guardians and these teams that you have on your screen. So it's the Yankees, the White Sox, the Astros, the Mariners, Tampa, and Toronto for streets. Yep. My three wild card teams are as follows. The Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, everything Streets just said. And I think that they're just going to continue to take the next step in, in getting better, um, that project, that trajectory going forward and up. Seattle Mariners for everything Streets just said and more. And again, that's another team on the rise in the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, they do it every single fucking season. It's nonstop. I had the Guardians. I did, but I had to take them off because – I feel like the AL Central is a one-team race. Like, well, it'll be a three-team race, but only one team will ultimately come out of the AL Central. I don't think anyone goes over 90 wins in the AL Central, whereas these other divisions are going to have multiple 90-win teams, and that's where you're going to see your wild cards, whereas the AL Central might produce an 89-win White Sox team, and that's your only playoff team there. And the Guardians will be like a maybe 87-win team, 88-win. Like The AL Central is going to come down to it between the White Sox and the Guardians. I, I do feel that way. But I can't put two AL Central teams in the no, playoffs. That's, that's just, fair. And I, I think I Texas can't. is on the bubble, too. I think they make, towards the end of the yeah. year, they're probably hovering around the, the, where you need to, too. But. So mine, just like yours, Dan, we suck. Um, we have the exact six in the playoffs. The Yankees, the White Sox, the Astros, the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Mariners. So let's swing over to the NL, the NL East. A couple of great teams over here. The Braves, the Mets, the Phillies. You got the Marlins on the rise. Who do you got? Who do you got winning this division? So my division winner is the Philadelphia Phillies. That's okay. that's a pretty easy one for me. They will get Bryce Harper back at some point. I know Reese Hoskins' injury kind of sucks, but They'll find a bat to, to get to put out there at something if they need to by the deadline, or they'll just fill it with something that they can in house until they get to that point. But they still have Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, JT, Real Muto. Um, I think you see got like Alec Baum and them take another step, guys like that. Uh, Bryson Stott rotation still really good too. So, uh, I listened to the Phil- by the way, if you haven't yet, um, we do have a Phillies podcast on the Bloodline Entertainment 
Network. So go check out that Phillies podcast. Do you know what is the name again? Out of here. Out of here. With Nick Dieter Ding, my there dude. Out of here. But anyways, I they don't. It's kind of funny when you have something good and you don't realize that it's that good. You tend to hate on it when it doesn't turn. Aaron Nola seems to have like the Lucas Giolito effect that we had the last few years, right? Where you finish with the 350, 370 ERA, 200 and something innings. Like they don't think he's the guy, but he's still a very good pitcher. So people, it's he's fine. I like Aaron Nola. I think he's going to be fine. Wheeler good, obviously. So um, bullpen, I think, is pretty good for them too this year. So the Phillies for me. I saw a syndication um, I read earlier. Three of the seven experts had Aaron Nola as their Cy Young this year. So nice nice call there. Yeah, see, I don't know why they, all the hate. Unjustified hate. Yeah, I like Aaron Nola. He, he was good for me in fantasy baseball back in the day at some point. And <laughs> um, I'll East for me, it's, it's, God, you know, like I said, it's a three-horse race. You got the Braves, you got the Mets, you got the Phillies. I'm going to go ahead and take the Braves. Um, I'm just going to be different. I, I do like the Phillies. You know, spoiler alert, they will be in the playoffs when I when I go ahead and get to the wild card. The Braves are just too solid. I feel like they're Tampa Bay, but they're better. And, you know, they're going to they're gonna win the division. So give me, give me the Braves to, to win the division. And let's go to the NL Central. What do you think this? this is a two, two-team race with the Brewers and the Cardinals? Or do you think it's a three-team race in the Cubs with the addition of Dansby Swanson in that deep-ish pitching rotation gives those teams a run for their money. So I do like the addition of William Contreras. I think, obviously, we saw what Willie Adamas can do and Rowdy Telez could do for the Brewers. And you, you should always have a chance when you have Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff as your ones you punch in your rotation. However, um, I still think it's a – I think it's a one-team race. And I think oh. the St. Louis Cardinals are just going to – fly through that division so okay. cool. that's kind of what i that lineup brandon donovan tyler o'neill paul goldschmidt nolan arenado wilson Contreras, nolan gorman jordan walker lars new uh newt bar tommy edmund there's just really really good mvp caliber players in there mixed with a perfect thing of annoying and that's what the cardinals do best like mm-hmm. high contact guys that put everything in play they're hard to get out guys that get on base guys that'll just hit a home run like the, the Cardinals are just a really good organization, and they always have really good players on their organization. I think Jack Flaherty makes a little bit of a bounce back this season. They'll, but they always piece together a rotation anyways at this point, so I think the Cardinals kind of run away with this one. Cubs are close. Brewers, you, obviously, Brewers will be up there. They'll make a, they'll be in it. Do you, like the, do you like the Brewers over the Cubs or the Cubs over the Brewers? The Brewers over the Cubs. Got it for sure. And yeah, going back to the Braves, just looking at that lineup, I didn't have it in front of me. I was waiting to pull it back, pull it up. You got Acuna, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Marcelo Zuna, Michael Harris, Ozzy Albies, Ozzy Albies, Sean Murphy, Eddie Rosario. I mean, come on, dude. That lineup's nasty. The Braves all day win that division. I just wanted to, you know, back up my point a little bit. Um, anyways, and NL Central, I'm with you. I don't need to say too much. I'm I'm in full agreement with you there. It's the Cardinals for sure. That lineup is nasty dude just those corners itself to me win that division so give me give me the cards again and even last year they started slow and then they went one like what, 25 out of like 28 games something fucking crazy that's something the cardinals always do man like you said they're pesky that's what they do give me the cardinals and let's go over to the nl west two team race three team race what do you got 
You got Dodgers, you got Padres, you got the Giants, Rockies, Diamondbacks. Who you got winning this division? So my division winner are the San Diego Padres this year. Um, I think they they finally went out and outspent the Dodgers basically this season, this offseason, and they're going to try to buy themselves a division title at least. I, I don't – the Padres, I mean, are a World Series favorite. There's no doubt about that. I'm not saying that they're guaranteed to win it, though, by doing this. But when you go out and add Xander Bogarts and you already have Tatis Jr. and Cronenworth and all these other guys, right? So they still add – they go out, they get Xander Bogarts. Then they give up a shit ton of money to Manny Machado, so he doesn't out back out. Now they're working on Juan Soto because apparently there's – have some sort of – like. There's printing money in San Diego, although I did read that report that they're losing it. Um, but, yeah, that lineup's nasty, right? It's bananas. Yep. Bogart, Soto, Machado is a as good as a 1-2-3 you're probably going to get. Um, and Tatis Jr., 1-2-3-4 that you're going to get out of all of baseball. And obviously the rotation's good enough, right? So you, there's, you got – I know Musgrove's hurt. But Musgrove, Darvish, Snell, guys like that. So they should be good enough. Bullpen's good enough, too. So I think this is the year because the Dodgers, I think they're going to be good and they're going to win a lot of games. But I think the Dodgers are playing a long game for a certain reason for an offseason coming up. Okay. All right. And, yeah, man, I had originally penciled in the Dodgers, and then I pulled up this lineup. And this isn't even with Tatis in there. You have Bogart, Soto, Machado, Cronenworth, Matt Carpenter. I don't know why the fuck he's still in there. I digress. But, you know, a little DH action. You got Kim, Grisham, Austin, Nola behind the plate, dude. And then, like you said, the rotation. The rotation's there. That one, two, three, when you come down to it in the playoffs, that, that's really all that you need. And that's a formidable one, two, three. But Musgrove, Snell, and you, Darvish. Plus, you got Hader at the back end. I think he's going to have a really nice bounce back here. Give me the Padres to win this division for sure. Absolutely. And let's swing it over to the wild cards. So three wild card streets, three wild cards. Who are your three wild cards from the National League? Well, the Dodgers will be one. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman on the same team. Uh, J.D. Martinez, Will Smith next month. Like, they, they still got enough. I do worry. It does suck that Gavin Lux went down. They probably need a bounce back at Chris Taylor. But... Miguel Rojas, we'll see what he can do. Um, they have prospects that they can bring up, though. Um, Michael Bush, obviously, but this either way, rotation's still solid. Julio Urias is a stud. Dustin May may come out of nowhere. Um, they're still good. I just think that they're waiting for Shohei Otani. And I think they're going to offer a that's shit the guy, to huh? get him. That's, yeah. the, that's the strategy you think? They get set back. They let Trey go. And... They're like, yeah, we're gonna let, we're gonna sit back this off season, kind of just do our thing, and we're gonna go get Shohei Otani this off season because, um, that's what the Dodgers do. <laughs> They'll probably write him a check for a half a billion dollars, right? Five hundred million dollars, yeah, absolutely. Hey, but at then, least yeah. they'll get to the playoffs. Obviously, the Mets are gonna be the other one. Mm-hmm. I. Don't, I, for the love of God, that you don't spend that much money to not at least make the playoffs. And we just talked about it before. They lose the Grom, but they had Verlander. Uh, they went and got that the Kodai Senga. 
They yes. so the rotation's still pretty good. They almost almost had Carlos Correa, and they were they almost talked him into coming there for all that money to play third base too. They almost moved him off like an A Rod type of thing at that point to do so. But yeah, I mean the lineup's still pretty good. But yeah, so the the Mets will be there, and then last but not least, obviously, I agree with you that they'll be right there for the division. Also, is the Braves so. Yeah. And don't forget, cool. yeah, the Braves even added Sean Murphy. So they went and got one of the, the best overall catchers in Major League Baseball this year and added him to yeah, them, so. that lineup's fucking nasty, dude. So you're what so you're your six playoff teams. You got Philadelphia, St. Louis, San Diego, the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Braves. Yep. So my, my three wild card teams. I wish I could say they were different from you, dude. I got I got the Dodgers, of course, for for every reason. I still think they have a very nice lineup. They have a good pitching rotation. Urias could be the the um, MVP or the Cy Young this year for sure. And, and Clayton Kershaw still a very nice year last year. I think he's going to have a, another good year this year. The Mets, for everything you just said, that lineup is still very good. The pitching rotation is disgusting. But you got you can throw Nemo, Marte, Lindor, Pete Alonso, McNeil right there. It's one, two, three, four, five. That's as formidable as any in the league for sure. The Mets are solid in the Phillies. Like, Phillies are disgusting. I think the Phillies could go back to the World Series. The Phillies might have the nastiest team, 1 through 26, in all of baseball. I just think there's something about the Braves that, like, they own that division. So, like, I think the Phillies are going to have a fantastic year, but it'll just have to come from the wild card spot. So, those are those are my six teams as well. And, ironically, we have these same 12 teams. That's that's wonderful, for I think, sure. Like I said, the Cubs and Brewers will be around. I think the Cubs will be better. Brewers will hang in there for a little while for a wild card, I think. And then I think the Diamondbacks are going to be fun. They're not going to win a wild card spot, but they're going to they'll be a fun team this year. All right, and yeah, I don't really have anyone competing for that's it. Like those six teams for me in in the NL is though it's those six teams. I don't see anyone other than those six teams. It's pretty concrete for me. And I'm not going to sit here and, and ask you back and forth, like, what do you think? You're three versus six. Fuck all that bullshit, dude. Let's just go right to the ALCS and the NLCS. Give me your final two teams in the American League and who wins the ALCS to get to the World Series. Hmm. If, if, if I had to guess, it's hard. You know, I guess I got, I'm trying to figure out the format in my for. head so the two teams can actually meet up because if. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so you know. would probably have the Yankees in Houston get the bye. The Sox aren't going to get the bye. So you would have the White Sox against Toronto and then the Mariners against Tampa. The two winners going against the Yankees in Houston. Aha, uh-huh. so that's how it would go. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's the wild card teams against the division winner and then the, the other two wild card teams. And then uh-huh. it, it's a best of three and then they move on. Yeah, I found the... I've, so it makes it easier for me to look at to visually yeah, see this bracket. now that I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. The Astros, I think they take the one seed and they get to the ALCS again. Um, however, I think that, yeah, so if the, I pick the. So I think they're going to end up falling in there. And I'm going to – it's going to be Seattle versus Houston. Two wow. division rivals in the ALCS this year. I think the rotation is just too good, I think, in Seattle. 
All right. Damn. Cool, cool. For I got to sure. be bold a little bit. I would love to say the White Sox there, but let's face <laughs> it. Oh, so you got Houston and Seattle. And for me, I'm going to do this exact same one that I do each and every year. I'm going to go Houston versus the New York <laughs> Yankees. And for me, I'm going to go ahead and just give you my my team that's going to go to the World Series here and then streets let me know. I'm going to take the Yankees. I'm going to take the Yankees in an upset. I think on paper and what I see the last two seasons, the Astros just dominate the Yankees. Do I think Carlos Rodon maybe makes that difference? I don't know. Maybe the loss of Verlander plus the addition of Rodon in New York. God, Abreu, God, how do you not take Houston to go back to the World Series? That is so damn tough. I'm just going to do it because I've done it every year. No, I'm not a Yankees fan, but fuck Houston. I'm going to take the Yankees to the World Series. Who you got going to the World Series streets? Ready for some bold? No way. I'm, t- I'm going to take the Seattle Mariners to go to the World Series this year. Wow. No shit. Yeah, I think just the rotation is pretty legit. Luis Castillo, it's it's definitely anchored, and I think it's a, a nice five-man roto, and that's pretty tough. And I do think – I know he was promoted uh, to president of baseball operations, but anytime you have a Jerry Ipoto ran front office, the one thing he's not afraid to go do is he'll go add to it, right? So I think the rotation's set already, and I think a big hitter of some sort will make its way – Available come trade deadline, and I own Jerry Depoto, and he'll go get it. So I think they're going to add a bat um, to that lineup to go with MVP candidate Julio Rodriguez at this point, who goes 30 30 this season. And yeah, from th- they just from there on out, they'll go, they're going to go get a big bopper, is what they're going to go get. Yep. Cool, dude. Yo, I, I love it. I love it. The Mariners. So Street's got the Mariners. I got the Yankees. I go conventional. Um, the one thing about baseball is a lot of times it's you, we can hate on it, but the big money doesn't always win it. And there's always there's there's a little bit of parity with teams at times and they do make some runs. So I think we see one of those this year. Love it. NLCS. Who is your NLCS Streets? Who do you got getting there? My NL. CS this year is going to be the Padres. I think it back there this season. I think this will be the year of San Diego. Um, Cause they've done everything that I wish the white Sox, how they would have done it when they did the rebuild. But I think San Diego will be one of the teams. And I think it's going to be this. I think it's going to end up coming down to San Diego versus Atlanta. Okay, so you Based don't have Atlanta winning the division, but I you, don't have them winning, division. you have them winning the wild card. Yep. And I as well, so I hate to be basic and have the same as you, but I got San Diego versus Atlanta as well. I love the Phillies. I really do, but I just don't think – It's hard to repeat back-to-back, and I think when I'm looking at the layout where I put the Braves and where they finish, I think they they have a good shot at on their half of the bracket there to go through, so – yeah, I, I too, I too, just think it's hard to get back there, back to back years. And uh, I got the Padres getting here, and and I got the Padres going to the World Series. And I'm gonna assume that you do too, based on you saying. Yeah, that I got the Padres the going Padres. to the World Series. It's the year of San Diego. I think this is the because all it's it almost it's gonna play out perfectly, right? It's gonna play out because then I just got to sit here and sulk in the in in all of the see how you do it, Jerry. Like, this is how they went, and they did it. They lost money, but they ended up 
they're going to make more of it now from all the, they went bananas for season tickets this year, right? Like you couldn't even get them anymore. That's how hot it got there for tickets to see the Padres to probably a world series now and money won't even be a factor for that owner. That's how, that's how you build excitement and you do it. I had told you two years ago, it, it was right there. Like in 2020, these, this, it's, it's never going to fully change. It's just not how Chicago's ever going to work. But if the White Sox ever had a shot to sway some of the young, like a little bit, especially with the younger crowd and younger generation. I mean, Mark Silverman from ESPN 1000, his kid, he's a Cubs fan. And his one kid, because of 2020 and all the swag and all the fun and the home run chains and all the stuff that the White Sox had and they were winning, he became a Sox fan. That's awesome. So I told you it's right there for them. It is all right there. And then what did they, they just Jerry stepped in and literally killed it all. He was Jerry and he ended it all before it even began. He, the Tony thing, the no premium free agents, everything. So he kind of, he, he took all of the helium out of the balloon and that's what it boils down to. So I think the Padres go on and they do it and they show everyone, this is how you do it. Love it, bro. I dig it. I dig it. And uh, fuck it, dude. No, I'll be different. I'm not going to take the Padres. I'm going to take the Yankees, dude. I take them every year. and I'm going to take them this year. There's going to be no different. That rotation is sick. That lineup is nasty. You got DJ LeMayu leading things off still. You got three, four, five of Anthony Rizzo and Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge, not necessarily in that order. That is just a nasty lineup mixed in with. Yeah, mixed in with that rotation of Rodon and Garrett Cole, <coughs> my Cy Young, Garrett Cole, and you got Nestor, Nestor Cortez and Luis Severino and Frankie Montas, like I said. Give me the Yankees. Fuck the Padres, because they everything that I want to be. Fuck the Padres. No, they're going to have a great year, though, man. I respect the hell out of everything that you said and how they put this team together. And quite frankly, I would have taken the Padres right now. But I'm going to be different. Let's be different. Let's not be the same. So I'll go with the New York Yankees to – I don't think when was the last time they won a World Series? It's been a long time. So give me give me the Yankees to get another one. Nice. I got another that's reason it. for that too. You'll see in a sec. Go oh, book ahead. No, I was gonna say that that's really it. That's all we got for the predictions. Um, and then we can do uh, a couple of awards. You want to talk? Oh yeah, about that's what I meant. Awards. You'll see why okay. I like the Yankees would be a good pick too. But go ahead. Cool. Yeah. So let's do. Uh, we're just gonna do a couple quick awards, and then we're gonna ride out of here for the evening. We'll do. MVP for each league, and we will do Cy Young for each league. We can do Rookie of the Year for each league, and uh, I don't really care about Coach of the Year, Manager of the Year. Let's just be, let's just do those three, and, and we'll call it a day. Let's start off with you want to do Rookie of the Year first. Let's do the most boring, and then uh, sure, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do MVP. Last. But it's, it's a good segue into what you were just saying, so that's why it's good. Okay, cool. Let's go. One and second. All right, Rookie of the Year. Go ahead, Streets. AL Rookie of the Year is Anthony Volpe from the New York Yankees. There you go. You're so only helping your you now to get to the World Series when they now have a superstar shortstop in AL Rookie of the Year. <laughs> All right. So that was that was easy enough. That was easy enough. And uh, let's see who I'm going to go with. And All right. So I'm not going to sit here and, and sugarcoat it. I'm just going to go with a guy that I've heard these guys talk about 502 times on Roto Slappers and my boy, Bakley Cage, my IQ. Go check him out with this great MMA stuff. Uh, Gunnar Henderson. I'm going to take <laughs> Gunnar 
Henderson to be my rookie of the year this year. And Streets, why am I taking Gunnar Henderson to be the rookie of the year this year? Why are you taking him? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, tell me about Gunnar Henderson. I've I've heard you guys talk about this guy. Oh, you want to? You, I thought you had a inside yeah. Oh, I, no, I, I have no. I have, I have no inside scoop. Like, I'm, 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 I'm asking you, why am I taking this guy? <laughs> no, yeah. So we never did it. But anyways, Gunnar Henderson, technically third base, but he's probably going to play shortstop too this year. Should be a 25 home run, 12 stolen base type of guy. Um, and going to play a full year with them, which is the reason I'm taking Anthony Volpe. And by NL Rookie of the Year, because I, I, I like to have the guys who play the full season with them because you can accumulate the most stats if you're pretty good doing so, kind of like Julio Rodriguez did um, last year and Randy Rosarena did the year before. So, yeah, Gunnar Henderson, he's a really good player. Okay, cool. Um, that, that, that's my pick. I'm going to stick with that pick. Good, good. Who is your NL Rookie of the Year? Corbin Carroll. Okay. Also. He got the extension done with the Diamondbacks, so he's going to start the season two. Um, exciting young player. Has insane sprint speed, super, super fast. He's going to steal a shit ton of bases, but got a little pop in that bat. All right, cool. You know, and because I heard about this guy in Roto Slappers a whole bunch this year, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Corbin Carroll as well. So uh, I'm going to go ahead. And I mean, he's like the top up. prospect in baseball, so it's kind of hard to not uh, – Yeah. Take him. You could see one of those like. Um. You could you could see one of those like prime twenty fifteen Charlie Blackman seasons out of him, right? So that's kind of what I get at. Like the could hit you seventeen fifteen home runs, maybe not seventeen, but like fifteen home runs might steal you forty bases. So let's go, baby. Let's go. All right. So let's go to the Cy Young. We'll do the NL or no, we'll do the AL first. Let's stick with order. AL Cy Young. I already spoiled it. I'm gonna go with Garrett Cole. Dude's a stud, man. I don't. I, don't, I was putting AL pitchers in my head. I, I don't got one. I don't got one to, to beat Garrett Cole for the Cy Young this year. You got Otani, of course. He's always there. Dylan Cease is going to be there. Maybe Framber um, from Houston. Framber Valdez from Houston. He might be up there. So that's going to be my Cy Young. I'm going to take Garrett Cole of the Yankees. Streets, who you got? My AL Cy Young. I have Shohei Otani. Okay. Cool. Easy enough. Easy enough. NL Cy Young, who do you got? Oh, I got my guy. I ranked him one um, <laughs> in my fantasy rankings this year, and I kind of like he was shafted by the Brewers, and he's like kind of pissed at them now, um, and he's going to be on like a fuck you type of mood all season, Corbin Burns. Okay. All right. I dig that. I dig that. And, and for me, I'm going to go ahead and just say for shits and giggles, Give me, give me Aaron Nolan of the uh, Nola of the Phillies to win it, um, or give me Julio Urias of the of the Dodgers. One of those two guys for sure. But give give me Noah. I took him first. I'll stick with that one. Let's ride NL MVP. Who is your NL MVP streets? So I think he, I think just the the fireworks and the just the insane run that he has continues. I think it plays right from the World Baseball Classic in. I think he has the best season of his career. And give me Trey Turner on the Philadelphia Phillies to win the MVP. All right. And my MVP is going to be in that division. My MVP is going to be on the team that wins that division. He's going to be healthy this year. He's going to go 30-30. and Give me Ronald Acuna Jr. for my MVP. And that's all I got, brother. You got MVP. 
Oh, did we not do AL MVP? Nope. <clears throat> I skipped it right over AL MVP. Damn, so that's not all we got. <laughs> One more. Right. One more. All right, before you go, I'll go ahead and say mine first because I don't want to piggyback off you, and I think you might be doing a thing where you go, where you might go, he'd be doing both of the things. I'm going to go Otani this year just because he's Shohei Otani, and he didn't get it last year because Judge got it when ultimately Otani probably deserved to get it. So give me Otani this year. Yep, so I'm going to take Otani also, and for the f- – First time since 2011 when Justin Verlander did it. Shoei Otani is going to enter free agency after winning the AL MVP and the AL Cy Young Award in the same season. <laughs> and then he's going to go and get a $500 million contract from the Dodgers, huh? Yep. And the crazy part is Verl- that's how dominant Verlander was, by the way, in 2011. It was insane that a pitcher could even win the MVP. But Otani is going to do it because his bat is going to win him the MVP and his arm is going to win him the Cy Young. So, what? Yep. That's how we got. Love it. Yeah, I was going to take Trout, but it's got to be Otani. If Trout stays healthy, I'd love to see Trout do it, but I don't think Trout's going to steal enough bases to do that. Um, but, you know, whatever we could see. But that's it, dude. I don't got anything else. You got anything else before we get out of here for the evening? No. Let's let's see you on Monday. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow night, first off, on the Roto Slappers live final draft stream. And we're going to do some predictions, too. I got some. I'll send you the thing too. So if you want to, if you want to help and take some guesses on this, but I came up with some fantasy awards for the Roto Slappers for baseball. So we'll, while we're drafted, we'll just do those while we're kind of shooting the shit on that stream. So check us out tomorrow night, eight 30. And then, uh, yeah. And then Monday's moving forward for baseball. And that's what we're doing here. So Roto Slappers 8 PM on Mondays. I'm hoping. You guys are killing it, dude. Love what you and Blake are doing, Roto Slappers. Love what you're doing, period. Streets is slaying it with articles on the website. Go on bloodlinenetwork.com. He's got fantasy football rankings. He's got fantasy baseball rankings on there. Like I said earlier, if you want us tears before the draft this weekend or shit tonight, tomorrow, whatever, uh, go up on there, look at his tears. And he's just doing really awesome stuff, man. So check out Roto Slappers. going to be every Monday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard All Time. baseball season. I'm not, I'll be here. It's going to be a marathon. Uh, We're going to kill it. Slay it. And I'm not going to let football die either. So that's the best part. Oh, well, we just killed it this past weekend. Go go ahead and watch the the replay. Me Streets and Fantasy Football Bourbon Dude. FF Bourbon Dude. Uh, Brad, he's he's an awesome dude. Uh, Go check out. We just did our running back tiers for Dynasty Football going into the 2023 season. That was a lot of fun. We we had a great time doing that. So football is definitely not going to die. We plan on doing a lot of football stuff Saturday still. But this week on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, we've got a huge week. It's WrestleMania week. So I know we're talking baseball here, but it's WrestleMania week. So we're always talking wrestling on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Tomorrow night, like Street said, Wednesday night, we got the Roto Slappers live draft. Tune into that. Thursday night, we got a huge show on WrestleBread. She's going to be hosting all of us crazy Bloodline Entertainment Network folk for a WrestleMania preview prediction show. It's going to be great. Friday, Ivan's going to be doing his thing with Bakley. They're going to be predicting NXT, Stand and Deliver. They're going to be predicting ROH Supercard of Honor. And then, of course, we got Top Rope Wrestling and Clark Street Wrestling around out Friday night. Saturday, Twitch only, Twitch exclusive, Bloodline Entertainment Network on Twitch. All right, WrestleMania Night 1 Watch Along on Twitch only, Twitch exclusive. Go follow us on the Bloodline Entertainment Network on Twitch. That's our week. Night 2, we'll be doing Watch Along, YouTube, Twitch, all over the place. 
And that's it, man. Streets, where can the people find you on social media, brother? You can find me at Streets of Don. You'll see me at Streets of Don. Look for the Roto Slapper, too. Also in that name. You'll know it's me then. The Roto Slapper. That's him, man. He's that dude. He's the Roto Slapper, man. Streets, thank you so much for coming on the show. You can find me at the Tim King Show on all major social media, all major audio platforms. Right here on YouTube, you can find the Tim King Show and Roto Slappers on the Tim King Show at YouTube. And most importantly, on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. You can find the Bloodline Entertainment Network at the Bloodline E-N-T on all major social media avenues and platforms. You can find the Bloodline Entertainment Network on all major audio platforms right here on YouTube and on Twitch. Most importantly, BloodlineNetwork.com for all of your sports, wrestling, and entertainment needs. Enjoy opening day, folks. And go White Sox. Thank <laughs> you.